gets colder My eyes go thin as I get older Piece in pieces, bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left, yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my Good afternoon. This is Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Trish and Evie's Focus on the Facts. To start the show today, my co-host, Patricia Negron, will cover the horrifying tactics being used to push toxic vaccines on the entire country, with forced vaccinations being promoted in several states across the United States. Uh, Today, the U.S. Government's Health People 2020 Initiative states that childhood immunization programs provide a high rate return on investment. But Americans should be asking just who is garnering these positive returns. Globally, the vaccine industry is on track to to more than double its worldwide revenues by 2024, from $32.5 billion in 2015 to to a projected $77 billion. But highly vaccinated children in the United States and elsewhere are suffering. Parents have lost confidence in vaccine safety, and it must be addressed with the independent, unbiased science. Is described by the Children's Health Defense in the ebook, The Sickest Generation, The Facts Behind the Children's Health Crisis and Why It Needs to End. Children's health has worsened dramatically since the late 1980s, precisely the same time that the U.S. started expanding the types and total number of vaccines required for school attendance. Over half of American children now have at least one chronic illness, and neurodevelopment disorders and pediatric autoimmune conditions have climbed to historic unprecedented levels. There is abundant evidence that vaccines are making children sicker, not healthier, representing an unquestionably negative return on investment for children, families, and society. Legal immunity granted to vaccine makers in 1986 has contributed to the growth in unsafe vaccinations, which profit pharmaceutical companies while injuring our children. Last year, we learned that the U.S. Health and Human Services has never performed vaccine safety testing that was required by law and Congress. Thanks to the remarkable legal work by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Dell Bigtree, we finally have proof through the Freedom of Information Act documents that Health and Human Services has defaulted big time regarding the safety of vaccines. It has never given Congress the safety testing records the law and Congress required because Health and Human Services has never performed them in 32 years. The 1986 vaccine law mandated that Health and Human Services perform safety studies every two years and render the results to Congress. But Health and Human Services didn't do the required testing because they probably realized what they would find and those results would eviscerate the vaccine industry. That unconscionable default by Health and Human Services should be the very reason for rescinding the 1986 law and must become the basis for a grassroots agenda to do away with mandatory vaccines in the United States. Next, Trish and I will continue to cover the takedown of the global child sex trafficking networks with the latest developments in the child sex trafficking scandals of Jeffrey Epstein and the Nexium sex cult and the takedown of the pedophile protecting attorneys representing all these perverts. We will then discuss the latest developments in the jury trial in the Nexium child sex trafficking cult after the recent guilty pleas in that case left the leader, Keith Raniere, as the only defendant to stand in the trial taking place in Brooklyn, New York right now. There has now been a week of testimony against Raniere in that case. Over the past months, the attorneys out there protecting the pedophiles and perverts in these legal cases have taken a huge fall with legal charges brought against attorneys 
Mark Garagos and Michael Avenatti, who represent the perverts in the Nexium case. The latest developments in the Jeffrey Epstein child sex trafficking case is that this weekend, news came out that federal prosecutors want to talk to the victims of Epstein before deciding whether to toss his Epstein's 2008 plea agreement out. Prosecutors said in court filings that input from the victims who were underage at the time of Epstein's crimes is essential to decide how to proceed with the case. In February, a federal judge ruled that the non-prosecution agreement Epstein received was illegally brokered by Alexander Acosta and other prosecutors in violation of the Crime Victims' Rights Act. As a result, the deal is being reviewed by the Justice Department, which also opened a probe into Acosta's handling of the case. In the latest court hearings in the Epstein case, the judge ruled that Epstein and his attorney, Alan Dershowitz, were both involved in the Epstein Child Sex Trafficking Network and that the victims, attorney Paul Castle, said in a press conference there are 24, 24 girls that Dershowitz may have sexually abused. Last month, a new victim, Maria Farmer, went public in the Epstein case and filed a sworn affidavit in a federal court in New York saying she was sexually assaulted and that her then 15-year-old sister was also molested by Epstein and his companion, Grizzly Maxwell, in 1996. Farmer said she reported her assault to New York police and the FBI in 1996. However, the FBI did not take any action against Epstein and Maxwell. To my knowledge, I was the first person to report Maxwell and Epstein to the FBI, she said. Farmer was employed by Epstein and says she frequently saw school-aged girls wearing school uniforms come into Epstein's New York mansion and go upstairs. She was told these girls were auditioning for modeling work. Farmer said she finally came forth with the affidavit to support Virginia Roberts Guffrey in hopes that Epstein and Maxwell be prosecuted. Her affidavit is one of 15 exhibits attached to a defamation complaint filed in federal court in New York by Guffrey against Epstein's attorney, Dershowitz. In her new lawsuit, Guffrey claims that Dershowitz knew about and participated in the sex trafficking operation involving underage girls that was run by Epstein and Maxwell, and that she was forced to have sex with Dershowitz and other prominent wealthy men while she was underage. On May 2nd, Dershowitz appeared on The View, denied all these allegations, and once again called Guffrey a liar and a prostitute. In her lawsuit, Guffrey claims that Dershowitz is still working on behalf of Epstein, who she says is using Dershowitz to intimidate victims to deter them from coming forward during a new federal investigation. Dershowitz has always claimed that he never saw any underage girls when he visited Epstein at his various homes in Palm Beach, New Mexico, and New York. But Farmer claims that one of her duties while working for Epstein was to staff the front door to his New York mansion and to keep track of visitors. In her affidavit, she says that on a number of occasions, I witnessed Dershowitz at the New York mansion going upstairs at the same time where young girls under the age of 18 were present upstairs in the house. And she claimed that Dershowitz was so comfortable at Epstein's mansion that he would just walk into the mansion and go directly upstairs where the underage girls were present. The lawsuit also points out to at least one other witness, former Palm Beach house manager Alfredo Rodriguez, who also alleged that he saw Dershowitz in the presence of young girls at Epstein's mansion in Florida. Another woman, Sarah Ransom, also submitted an affidavit with the lawsuit with new details about sex that she claimed she had with Dershowitz. She claimed she was lent out by Epstein to his friends for sex, including Dershowitz. She alleged she had a three-way sexual encounter with Dershowitz and Nadia Markinkova, another young adult who also worked for Epstein. She says, I recall specific key details of his person and the sex acts and can describe them in the event it becomes necessary to do so, said in her affidavit. 
Another Epstein attorney, Ken Starr, also has his own sex abuse scandals. In May 2016, Starr was fired as president of Baylor University amid the sexual assault scandal involving the Bears football team. Baylor had been under fire on charges of doing little to investigate the reports of the rapes of female students by its male athletes at the university. So Starr was fired because the regents believed that Baylor's failure in handling the rape and sexual assault reports fell on Starr. In the latest news on attorneys who are protecting the perverts and pedophiles, on May 11th, Harvard University announced that due to dozens of complaints filed by Harvard students, Professor Ronald Sullivan Jr. and his wife were removed from deanships. Since January, students have expressed their frustration with Sullivan's position on the Harvey Weinstein case, which is scheduled for trial on September 9th, 2019, the university said. Ronald Sullivan Jr. has been fired from serving as deans at the university due to his involvement in the defense of Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein. University Dean Rakesh Karana said, announced Saturday, both Sullivan and his wife have been let go and will end their terms serving as deans of Harvard undergraduate houses at the close of the month, he said. When I saw that headline for this article on Harvard professor being fired, I was hoping it was Dershowitz. Uh, toward the end of the yeah. show today, if we have time, Trish will also cover world news and give us the latest news on the U.S. funded wars all over the globe. That's if we have time. But I'll bring Trish on now to first discuss the vaccine mandates. Welcome to the show, Trish. Hi, Evelyn. Boy, you know, all of this is getting so intense. It feels like we're sort of reaching a crescendo here in all these different things. Um, You know, with the you just mentioned all the developments in this case, Jeffrey Epstein, you know, this goes back more than 20 years, you know, I I mean, but but now that Alan Dershowitz has been dragged into it, it it gives it a whole new sort of uh, power when considered in the context of the world events as well. And these include, for example, the push for mandatory vaccines that you mentioned. And, you know, this is coming in the face of recent uh, revelations about the absolute absence of any safety data regarding these vaccines and overwhelming evidence that these are not only dangerous but extremely deadly when you consider the number of injuries just from Gardasil alone, a very recent new um, vaccine that is to prevent ostensibly this very rare form of cervical cancer. Well, it has already killed 270 girls or, or recipients and then injured 57,000. These are serious injuries. Uh, sterilization, paralysis, um, all kinds of very serious injuries. And as you mentioned, you know, this $4 billion, more than $4 billion in vaccine injury settlements already paid. And this is by, the, you know, this is the through taxpayer-funded um, sources. These are not, this is not the vaccine company paying these uh, settlements. And then consider the number that never see a courtroom, right? Right. How many, what percent of all legitimate injury cases ever succeed? And you're looking at maybe 1%. So if you consider that 
and then, you know, the absolute magnitude of this, it's horrifying. And then, as you pointed out, they're looking to double their profit in the next, you know, few years or so, which means giving out more of these vaccines that we already know for which there is no safety data and for which we know it is killing and disabling and making our children sick. So um, this is a very, this is a key piece of what these bankers um, are trying to do in order to control us and to um, reduce the population. As crazy as that sounds, you're talking about people who are legitimate psychopaths. So they are not going to see the world the way you and I do. They see us, the working class, as being a nuisance. And they really want to dispose with us. Just like they wanted to dispose of the Native Americans. Oh, right. Outright genocide in plain sight, this vaccine industry, what they're doing to this country. Yes. I mean, before that, before that, before that immunity, uh, there was one in 10,000 kids in this country got autism. Now it's like one in 38 boys. No, and they keep saying these vaccines aren't causing this autism. This autism is the worst disability that any child could have. It destroys the entire family. You can't leave the house with these kids. Most people have never even seen severely autistic kids. You can't take them any place. You can't leave them with anyone else. Um, they object to any change in. Uh, most of them aren't even trained, you know. And people, right. in, you know, when I was investigating this, they said, "Oh, uh, it's, autism has always been here. We just didn't know it went undiagnosed." <laughs> you know, and that was the thing that made me investigate it. Because it was like, that is an outright lie. In the town that I'm from only has 2,000 people. And at the time I was doing this investigating, we should have had, there should have been seven children in my youth that had autism, according to their statistics that this has always been here. Well, we, it, in a little town like that, we went from kindergarten to 12th grade in one school, you know, and we had a room for, um, it was for dis- disabled children, you know, in this school. And it was like Down syndrome and slightly retarded and things like this, you know. Well, when I read that these children are never even trained, that they are pooping their pants their whole life, you know, and I ran across this report that one school was trying to make it so that parents would have to pay for the pampers and everything because it was so expensive to change these children, you know, their diapers. And it was like when I was a kid, if one child in that school was pooping their pants in school, we would have heard about it. You know, there is no way that we wouldn't. have. Kids are cruel. You know, we would have heard about this. So there should have been seven children in my youth when I figured out there wasn't any. And then and then I got thinking, well, where are they now in this little town that I grew up in? Where are these autistic adults that were supposedly there that I never noticed when I was growing up? You know, I mean, most of these kids don't even answer to their own names. A lot of them can't even hear. I mean, this this is so dangerous. They're inflicting this on our our population. And, you know, I, I I think I said last week, you know, I've been investigating this since 2004 and putting out reports and articles on it. And I've had to sit here and watch it unfold, this autism epidemic. You know, back then they said there wasn't really an autism epidemic. Like I said, they said it's always been here. We just didn't know it. It went undiagnosed. Well, now we're sitting here this much later and look at what we're up to now. They are poisoning yeah. these children. On purpose, and and another thing, these children. This is genocide. These children will not produce any more children. So right. we've got one in, in, in thirty eight boys now. 
well, this is genocide, flat out genocide. But go go on. It, Trish. It, oh no, that's okay. I mean, and you look at, but Evelyn, you know, it just speaks to the psychopathy of the people oh. who are behind all of the policy making and who are behind all of the systems that are supposed to be in place to protect us. They clearly not only have failed to do that, they have been weaponized against us. And that even goes for things like charitable giving. You look at, um, you know, look at the push that's been made to normalize autism. It's not just about being kind to kids with autism, they want to normalize it and make it seem, like you said, like it's always been there, it's perfectly natural, and this is, you know, what a normal society looks like. And then all these organizations, just like the Red Cross did with 9-11, they collected over a billion dollars, from what I recall, and they didn't spend a single penny on the... um assisting the injured at the Twin Towers. But they got a billion dollars for it. And that's what these charitable organizations around things like autism do, like the ones around diabetes do. I have a friend who was working with a biotech innovator who had developed a essentially a cure for um, type 1 diabetes. And... Uh, which is increasingly associated with one of the vaccines. And um, they went to the Jocelyn Diabetes Center, which is supposed to be the premier diabetes research um, organization uh, around the world, and they turned them down. They didn't want it. They were not interested. They were making way too much money collecting donations and, uh, you know, giving their friends big fat salaries to do nothing except perpetuate the industry. So that's how this works. It's the whole thing is rigged from top to bottom. I mean, there's just, and so we're talking about this big push now. Um, often what we'll see with a lot of, uh, these major legislative, um, uh, what are they called, like precedents, like with the Patriot Act and the uh, deployment of mass surveillance, uh, you know, in violation of the Fourth Amendment, right? And then, right. we, you know, we have all of these, you know, sort of hallmark events that are, uh, you know, events to try and eliminate the Second Amendment, right? We see these attempts again and again. And um, so now with the vaccines, that's, you know, a complete violation of a person's <laughs> rights to, you know, decide for themselves and lead sovereign lives. And so they're, they're fabricating these uh, outbreaks. This is pure propaganda. And again, we have a wealth of evidence around how this is done. For example, for the Iraq war in 2006, after it had been proven that there were no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, the Pentagon took half a billion dollars of American taxpayer money and uh, turned it over to a British PR firm, Bell Pottinger, to create Iraq war propaganda, including fake 
terrorist videos. If they're willing to do that, they are willing to create fake uh, measles outbreaks, okay? They this, they do propaganda and they do it all the time. And we know this, just like it was just proven that the well, the white helmets faked the chemical attack last year in Syria. That has been proven as a fact. We know this happened. That's right. what's happening with the um, vaccine industry right now and these outbreaks. One interesting wrinkle is that there is a U.S. naval ship that has been quarantined for more than three months now with a measles outbreak among a 100% vaccinated population. And not Chris, only Chris, that, these on that, on that, on that ship you're talking about, isn't it a month? That's the same vaccine. Three months. But isn't it? Three months. I think it's months. Pardon? It is. Yes. Since February. Right. It's right. It, so, um, and and not only that, it, after the outbreak occurred, began to occur several months ago, they gave boosters to everyone on board. But yet, everyone on board has gotten sick, nevertheless. Yep. And so, not we only is this there... In the mainstream media, we never hear about that. Mainstream of course media. not. So, no. not only is there no safety data... That has been supplied to Congress as required by law. There is $4 billion worth of settlements proving that these vaccines cause death and injury. And then we have this um, case on the U.S. vessel with 100% vaccination rate that's still getting sick. So we have proof that they don't even do what they're told that they're supposed to do. So they right. miss on every fucking count. How could that happen? How is that possible? It's only possible because the entire system is rigged to protect these companies. And that's what we see happening. The same people who have the largest financial interest in these pharmaceutical companies are the same people who control the mainstream media. And that's how they get this propaganda out there. And they use our tax dollars to pay for this. Then they use our money to pay for these dangerous, deadly vaccines that don't do what they're, we're told they do. And then we get to pay for the um, consequences of the injuries yeah. caused by these vaccines. So uh, we have these, you know, fake outbreaks among, you know, that we're being told they're on among unvaccinated people when, in fact, they're among a vaccinated population. And in New York, and then there were there are two or three other states, I, you may know of them, Evelyn, that are pushing forward legislation that makes vaccines mandatory. And again, like with the Patriot Act, we, we often see these pushes for to create test cases so that national legislation can be quickly pushed through. And ever so coincidentally, there is mandatory vaccination legislation being um, contemplated in secret by Congress right now. Oh, and people man. like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. are barred from attending. The public is barred from attending these hearings. Yet this is a policy that affects every single one of us. But we're right. barred from 
right. from being able to observe and participate? Are you kidding me? How is that a democracy? It's a complete fraud. These the c- Congress, half of Congress are dual Israeli citizens. I mean, uh, there is a huge percentage of dual Israeli citizens in Congress. The the pharma lobby is now larger than the big oil and gas lobby. I mean, there are billions and billions of dollars behind this. So they make money not only on selling the vaccines, but they make money on all of the therapies that are used for the injuries caused by the vaccines. And and I found one article by, we um, mentioned Cheryl Atkinson, who's a um, widely respected reporter who looked into this many years ago and discovered um, that uh, in the military, there were numerous reports of vaccine injuries, severe vaccine injuries and um, deaths and uh, this this was in 2010 that she started writing about it, and she, I saw her, um, she had posted at one time about how, as she looked into this, she she um, later discovered that not only were vaccines causing injuries among the military uh, personnel, but there was an entire wing of Walter Reed Medical um, devoted to treating soldiers with vaccine injuries. Wow, man. And that's never in the mainstream media news either? Nope. No, no. Of course All not. these injured people. And then they're destroying doctors. The doctors speak up, you know, um, against right. this and, and try to give um, parents ex- in exemptions and things. There was just a report on um, May 11th where um, Dr. Kenneth Stoller, who I met on the show a couple years ago, received a subpoena from the San Francisco city attorney for his medical records for all his vaccine exemptions that he has written. The purported basis of the investigation is that the children who have been exempted from vaccination are a public nuisance, presumably because they're at risk of contracting and spreading diseases like measles. The use of the state public nuisance laws as a basic pretext of investigating physicians' medical decisions is unprecedented and represents a severe intrusion in the physician-patient relationship. This is just horrible. They will destroy these doctors that are out here trying to save our children from this. Yeah. And and this is the latest one. There's another, there's another, a few months back, there was another doctor that they did the same thing. They're pulling this out in California. You know, and the medical, the medical society will take their licenses. And this is the thing. They want all his medical records for all his vaccine exemptions. You know, I told you, I had clinics. The confidentiality laws, I would never turn over those records to anybody. And neither should these doctors have to. Well, and again, you know, this is this just speaks to uh, I've I've um, mentioned this quote before. In 1981, Ronald Reagan had just appointed William Casey as CIA director, and he was asked by a, a journalist what he would consider would be a success as in his role as CIA director, and he said. In response, we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the the American public believes is false. And he was not joking about that. Everything we are told by officials is typically the direct inverse of the truth. And the reason why I bring that up is because you pointed out, okay, so you're talking about these exemptions 
and uh, the the children, the unvaccinated children being accused of, as being a health risk. Well, yet again, we have solid evidence that this is in fact a lie. The, the, Center for Disease, the Centers for Disease Control themselves recently issued a uh, public health advisory that children with family members who have immune compromised systems should not receive the MMR vaccine. Why? Because they shed the virus for seven to 10 days after receiving the injection. They show no symptoms, but they are a carrier and a spreader of the virus. That's why you would not want someone who is, um, you know, asymptomatic, but uh, infected to be around your family members. So they acknowledge right. themselves that, in fact, the vaccines cause immediate risk to those in, in households where immune-compromised individuals live. Well, right, and it's yes, like you said, that they turn this, they turn this around, it's backwards. They're saying that the right. unvaccinated people are, are the ones that are spreading this. And it's the opposite. If you're vaccinated, you shouldn't have to worry about anybody that's unvaccinated. Right. Right. You know, and the other, you're immune yeah, the other thing, too. Yeah. And ironically, you know, if you're sick with the measles, you're going to be at home in bed. You're not going to be running around in public, spreading the disease everywhere. If you get a vaccine and you feel fine, you're going to be spreading that disease everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be I, at home I in think bed, that's intended. keeping it to yourself. That's intended. That's intended. It's on purpose. Yep. Doing yep. They're doing this. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. just a flat-out genocide on this country, and they're just in plain sight now. They don't care that we know it. But well, I don't know that now. Now it's an um. Oh, and then we had it where UPS is sending nurses out to give vaccines at home. And right. I, said, I will remain yeah. armed. In my home, yeah. nobody ever show up at my door trying to force these vaccines on me. It, uh, no, How many times happen. did we see reports of individuals getting sick with, you know, a week or two immediately following, like getting very sick, not just feeling unwell, but, you know, it was, again and again, we saw oh, over yes. the winter that people yeah. were, have, were made seriously ill by their vaccines. Flu vaccines. Well, I think and, the, and best, the other thing, the best example. I think the best example that we can put out there now is is those three triplets that got autism immediately after being vaccinated. All three of them in one day. Now, who can yeah. argue with that? Right. Three normal right. triplets, ten months old, get autism in the same day they're vaccinated. Now, how the hell can anybody argue with that? That it wasn't caused by the vaccines. Right. Well, and again, we have those $4 billion worth of settlements. These are not settlements for children who, you know, developed a rash and high fever. These are for children who were killed or permanently disabled by vaccines that are, they're told, will make them healthy and keep them alive by their doctors. These doctors have no idea what's in these fucking vaccines. You're talking about blood plasma metal contaminants, um, what, like, what are, fetal cells, 
Yes, glyphosate. Um, yes. You know, what is that embalming fluid? What is that? You know, formaldehyde. Like, formaldehyde. Yes. All oh, of know this it. is in those vaccines. But, but Trish, the doctors do know. They do know. You know, like I told you that my boyfriend had this hernia surgery out at this hospital in Green Bay. And uh, when he had to go for a checkup, he walks in the room. The nurse doesn't even know what he's there for. Starts right in. Did you get your flu vaccine? And I was so outraged, you know. And I even told her, you don't even know what he's here for yet. And you're pushing these vaccines on people to quit. And when the doctor came in, he was a surgeon, you know. And I started going off on him about it. And and he and he admitted that um, he knows that he said uh, <gasps> he he has to take the flu vaccine at work. You know they make them, but I think that the, I think those doctors and stuff don't really give each other that. I really do. But anyhow, he said he has, but he doesn't. He don't let his wife or his children be vaccinated. He said he had seen the movie Vax. These doctors know uh, what's going on. So these goddamn greedy bastards are poisoning our children, and they know it. It's incredible. No, Anna, I can't. It, it, it's, oh. but, and this was a year you know, ago. This was a year ago. So, you know, in that time, and now they're out here saying, taking doctor's licenses away and everything else that they give exemptions for vaccine to save these children from being poisoned. And look at what's happening to all the journalists who are exposing this kind of corruption. It is only yep. the journalists and whistleblowers who are going to jail. All of the criminals continue to walk free. And I think that's what... That has got to be the key message people take away from all of this is that the systems in place are there to protect the criminals and they're weaponized against us. Just, you know, again, look at all the people in jail for nothing here in the United States. I know it. I know it. And and Trish, you know it. You know it. I was one of one of the earliest whistleblowers on this vaccine business. I mean, I was one of the only journalists. I think I was the only journalist out here writing about this in 2005 I started, and I probably put out close to two dozen reports on these vaccines and autism. You know, and this is one of the reasons they hate me so bad. And, you know, I don't go out of my house. I only run to the grocery store. I mean, I celebrated on April 18th, I, my year from being a, trying to be assassinated a year ago on April 18th, you know, that I don't go out of my house because they all want me. You know, but on these vaccines now, um, I was one of the earliest whistleblowers out here on that, and uh, I am hated far and wide by all these monsters. <laughs> yeah, they are so. given absolute and complete protection on all of this. And for you know, for those people out there who are like, "How can this possibly be true?" It's like oh. that's how it's true. The, the that system, is how it's true. And, 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 and I'm afraid, people- you know, if I leave the house, it won't only be assassinated. They'll do the usual, well, like what they're doing to Julian Assange now. They'll lock me up on false charges of some sort or put me in a mental institution saying I relapsed into alcoholism or something. You know, I know what they'll do. So I don't you can be disappeared. You in the United States right now, you can be detained by police indefinitely, never charged, never given access to an attorney. You can lose your house, your job, everything. And there is no recourse. They can keep you for as long as they want under whatever auspices they like, and you have no recourse. And just like with these mandatory vaccine laws being introduced, you know, you can have your children taken away from you at any time. Again, 
you know, these systems yeah. have been weaponized against us. Child Protective Services, Nancy Schaefer, a former Georgia um, state senator, did a lengthy investigation into Child Protection Services and concluded it is nothing more than state-sanctioned child trafficking. The, it is a horror story. So many families have had their children taken from them for no reason other than objecting to being forced to give them, you know, poisonous vaccines or they say they, you know, publish the wrong thing on their social media page. It happens. It happens. Yes. And yes. we are yes. all at risk for that at any moment. Sure. And, and they'll destroy lives like now, taking these doctors' licenses away. Yeah, you know, that's a story in their whole life. You know, there, there is way wave. too much money for them to be to make in this industry, yes. and they're not going to let some little doctor get in their way. These are trillionaires. These are people who have yeah. more money than we could ever count, and so you know they're not going to be stopped by some little people. You know, no. No. Well, there's a petition up now for uh, it's a, the petition that we are asking the federal government to propose a new administration policy to spend all existing FDA vaccine drug approvals as violating the 1986 Childhood Vaccination Injury Act. So that they put that petition out on uh, on April 19th. But, you know, our great president Trump has really let us down. You know, when he was oh, yeah. when he was campaigning, I mean, right in the debates, even he admitted that he knows these vaccines are causing autism. And in tweets and stuff, we would admit this. But now, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, now he comes out and says, oh, everybody's got to get the vaccine now. Yeah. And, and two, he had, it was Robert F. Kennedy that he had asked to be on some commission or something um, on the vaccine. Head, and yes. now he, yeah, explain that. Now he wouldn't have nothing to do with him. Right. Well, again, shortly after his, uh, inauguration. He invited Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to the White House to talk about, you know, addressing vaccines here in the U.S. And he was uh, tasked with leading the effort to get at the bottom of what was going on. And then just, uh, like you said, a few weeks ago, he was contacted by the White House and told his, his help would no longer be needed. And that was it. Oh man! Well, and you know what happens, though, so, Evelyn? By the pharmaceutical industry and the military-industrial complex, whole country yep. Yep. being run by this. And, and, and here was another. Here was another instance. Um, there was this family that had this child that uh, was diagnosed with um, some kind of cancer and everything. Well, they put him through um, two t- treatments, chemotherapy. The parents they talked the parents into letting get this chemotherapy, which they didn't want him to have. But he had two treatments, and, and then he got a, a, a report that all of his cancer was gone. Well, uh, then they went in, and they took that child, and they said that he had to go through the whole complete um, chemotherapy treatment plan. They took that child from his parents and forced him to go through this chemotherapy uh, treatment plan, even though, even though they had a report that he was cancer-free after two treatments. They're taking over our children. That we, yeah. we've lost the right to protect our children from the medical industrial complex? You know, there's a guy, yeah, I mean, people need to understand how serious this is. I mean, it's not, these are not isolated incident, instances either. These, this is systemic. This kind of thing is going on every day. And, and the mainstream media 
is by design distracting you with stories and propaganda so that you don't notice that it's going on all around you, just like with the geoengineering. And, you know, I mean, these are the 5G. These are silent weapons. They're not, you know, blowing up. They're not bombs that are blowing up or bullets that are, you know, wounding us, but they're killing us nevertheless. And they're being sprayed and injected and put in our water by a group of, you know, very um, closed interests, financial interests that control all of the systems involved. And and our taxes are paying for all of this. That is the incredible irony, Evelyn. We are paying for them to kill and injure us. I mean, Jesus, like how much more twisted could it all be? I know it. I know it. Like you said, you know, all the injuries that the, the pharmaceutical industry doesn't have to pay that. It comes out of our tax dollars paying for all the injuries that they cause. Yeah, for, for vaccines that we end up paying for through our insurance premiums and co-pays and all that other stuff. Well, yeah. And like you mentioned, and, and, the weather warfare being waged against us in this country is outrageous and nobody even realizes it. The majority of people don't even realize it's being done on purpose. Yeah. 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 And the fires out in another big one out there that Orville Dam in, in uh, California two years ago right. was, they figured it might go down. It's going to go down now. Well trust me, that spillway that they spent one point three billion dollars on fixing did not fix it. And the, and it's up to uh eight 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 the water level now and nine hundred and one is the level where it goes over. And and the dams above Orville Dam all depend on releasing their water and it goes to the Orville Dam. Well they're all right. full of the dams above and this week we're supposed, it's supposed to start raining Wednesday and rain for very many days in a row. And they said one, one inch of rain will make that, that dam um, rise first, or the, the lake rise 12, 12 feet, okay? Well, we're at 888 right now. So you raise it, if you get one inch of rain, 12 feet will put it over the limit where that, that dam will overflow. And people don't get this, and they are blocking they are blocking the information on that tragedy too unfolding out there on the internet. It's just awful. Yeah. I mean, what we're looking people at are and asking, this flooding, this flooding uh, all our farmland in the Midwest. People, uh, it's hard for me to even find reports to post on this. All our farmland. And these farmers can't can't grow any crops, and the crops that they were holding because of tariffs and things all got washed away. So people don't realize that what's happening in this country. You watch, our food prices are going to skyrocket. Well, they've been saturating us in the Northeast for day after day after day after day. Like, even, like, your people who are oblivious are like, gosh, why haven't we had any sun? They're noticing. And one of the reasons for doing that is to reduce food yield. Because the less sun you get, the less plant growth you get. And, And someone asked me the other day, they're like, well, why would they do this? And to your point, it's like they, they engineer the weather so that they can force um, the relocation of populations. Yep. Like a flood will, you know, force a whole bunch of people to abandon a certain territory. And then, you know, perhaps in that territory are um, mineral deposits that these billionaires yep. want to get at. One great example of that, um, and just to show this is a global phenomenon in South Africa, 
the same um, British PR firm that I mentioned earlier, Bell Pottinger, was paid by a billionaire family, the Gupta family, that happens to specialize in gold mining interests. And what paid this PR firm to, quote, incite racial violence, end quote, in South Africa. Now, why on earth would they do that? Well, if you look at a map of those farms on which the white families live, and then you put that next to a map of where all the gold deposits are in South Africa, they overlap almost directly. So, sure. you know, these are, these are forced migrations. They're trying to force people off of land that they want, that they think is valuable to them. And that's how geoengineering is being used in one way. And then another way is to kill people through um, lower food supplies, to charge more, to, you know, for food um, as a result of uh, engineered scarcity. And then also... It's a way to promote the sale of other products like fertilizers and other things um, that these, you know, Monsanto and Bayer and all of them make so much money on. Sure. And look at how evil our government is. Now, Monsanto has lost, uh, I think it's two or three lawsuits now that, that, that the product is causing cancer and everything. The EPA came out just recently and said that, 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 that the weed killer isn't causing any problems. This is our government. Yeah. You know, when two lawsuits, been, I mean, these lawsuits, they always put a couple out there first, you know, to see how they're going to go in these great, big, huge, mass lawsuits. And and then that tells the company how the lawsuits are going to go. Well, they lost big time. But it was after that that the EPA comes out and says, no, nah, that, that roundup's fine. doesn't hurt anything. This is how evil our government is. And that's why it's banned in so many countries, right? Yeah, sure, sure. But uh, we can't we can't stop it when our government is con- letting these corporations control us. And the best right. example is now Trump with this. But he knows damn well what those vaccines are doing to our children. But they got a hold of him now, and and it's the same way. That's why he's bombing all these other countries and stuff too. When he came in, he said he was going to end this interventionist policy and stuff. And look what he's done. Yeah. Look what he's up oh to. yeah, and then annexing, presuming to give the Golan Heights to Israel of all things. I mean, it's just. Shocking the arrogance and and I you know I think again when you're talking about people with that kind of money there really is a psychopathy to it it's a hoarding disorder like any other like seriously these people literally have more money than they can spend why do they need more they will literally sell your baby for its organs to make a buck sell their own babies. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I, I used to wonder, you know, when the war profiteering was going on, I was covering all that. That what do these people do with all this money? Why the hell do they want more money? It's but like they you just said, hoard it. Psychopaths. It's never enough for them. No. No, and and that's the thing that most people don't understand is that we've, you know, again, through propaganda, we've been taught to admire people who hoard money. And there's nothing healthy about that. It, it might as well be garbage. You, if you, it just sits there and takes up space. Like what it, you, if you have no need for it, then that's an illness to hoard stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a mental illness. It could be 
little pieces of soap. Yeah, you can make an argument that you can use those pieces of soap eventually, but once you've got 5 million of them, really? Yeah. You need more still? It's no different with money. And that's what people really need to understand and to let go of these notions that someone's ability to hoard currency is a reflection of intelligence. It's not. It's a reflection of mental illness. It really is. I've worked with the very wealthy for my entire career, and the, it, you can see it. They, they are completely detached from the ordinary world. They have no concept of what life is like for most people, and they really do not care. No, no. And then saying that they vaccinate their own kids, they do not. Gates didn't even vaccinate no. his own kids. A pediatrician said that that was Gates' pediatrician when his kids were little, that he didn't vaccinate his kids, but he's out there pushing these vaccines on everybody. And the other thing I don't understand, it's like, okay, so you protected your own children. What are, what's going to happen with your grandchildren? Like, how are you going to protect them? Like, what is it you think you're accomplishing exactly? You know what I mean? You, you protect your, your, your children right now, but then, you know, you're leaving your grandchildren open to forced vaccination. You can't, you know, I mean, it's just like you're creating a world in which the future generations will have to live. And by going along, you're facilitating it. You, people cannot be quiet about this. And even though we legitimately... You know, you risk going to jail at any moment and being disappeared for interminably. Um, we have no choice. We're all we are. We are doomed unless people find the courage to speak up and fight back, because the, there's nothing to stop this. Except us. Isn't this scary that people like you have to stay in our house because our government will allow them to kidnap us and do whatever to us well i said they tried to kill me a, a year ago in October. yeah i remember but yeah but i know that they will they will try to hook me up on false charges of some sort or throw me in a nut house and say i relapsed into my alcoholism or something we've heard you know dozens and dozens of those stories it happens You're all the right. time i've been contacted directly by countless people who have been you know arrested had their children taken away um, you know, th this is only for reporting on corruption in government. The, you know, it is unbelievable what they, I know someone who was disappeared for three months and just one day detained at the airport and never got to see an attorney. They moved him from one place to the next day after day after day. And then three months later, just let him go in the middle of nowhere with no money. Right, right. Well, you know, and I don't even have people over to my house ever, and I don't go to any people that I care about's house. I don't have anything to do with them. So I'm I'm trapped here. You know, I, I, I can't see anybody I love or anything else because I'm afraid that they will try to hurt one of them to try to get me to shut up, which they and do so all the time. And so many people have died. I mean, you look at all the people it. who have died trying to expose oh, this. I, I think, know you know, it. we have a duty to them to not yeah. let their efforts have been made in vain, well, you know. One of the best examples of them killing off people saying that they relapsed was uh, this author that had wrote about George W. Bush and had told about him using cocaine, you know. When he finally got the book out, um, shortly afterwards, they found him 
in a motel room. He OD'd, they said, because he was a former addict, and uh, he OD'd in, his, right. in a motel right. room. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, this is how they what? do it. And look at the, look at our reporters, Michael Hastings, you know, reporting on the corrupt military-industrial complex. They blew up his car, you know. Look at I mean, Nipsey Hussle. So Just oh, recently, yeah. Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, that entertainer who talked about what was his name, Doctor Sid, um, yeah. who had the cure, a cure for cancer, a natural cure for cancer. Who Nipsey Hussle? There was a documentary about what he'd done, and this doctor was killed. And then just recently, Nipsey Hussle was killed after um, the documentary was released, and he started promoting it. Right. And then when you swing into this Nexium sex cult, that, they were they were tra- they were raising these little kids to traffic these little children in those child development classes and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. They were people, child grooming, sex grooming yeah, operations yeah. for for sure. And, and all these people are involved with the elite. I mean, Dershowitz's names comes up a lot, but all of them are members of the Clinton Foundation, donated to Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. They're all behind this. They're all involved. Eric Schneiderman, Anthony Weiner, Huma Abedin, you know, the the, the list goes on and on. I mean, they're all connected directly through this child sex trafficking network. (laughs) Yeah. This is incredible. This is is who runs us, people. And, you know, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, you know, you you look at, and then there are the attorneys, as you had mentioned in your introduction about, you know, the people protecting these individuals are are guilty of the same crimes. They, you know, they know what's going on, and they are protecting these, you know, super predators. Well, That's what they, I mean, yeah. uh, well, and again, you go back to 1996 is when this first complaint was made. We have no idea when Jeffrey Epstein started all of this. Imagine the number of girls who have been trafficked by him and to how many people Bill Clinton was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane 24 times in two years. Um, and and, so, Hillary, and uh, Hillary was Hillary on there. Linda Rothschilds was on there. Um, Alan yep. Dershowitz was on the flight log. It's like, Kevin we want to distance you know, it's like, how? why would anyone want to hang out with someone who's accused of child sex trafficking? I certainly wouldn't, especially no. if I had a I reputation think... I wanted to protect. Well, Epstein's got the whole world blackmailed. That's what it is. He yeah. has cameras on all these mansions all over the place, and he takes pictures of all these world leaders and, and, uh, and elites having sex with these underage girls. This is why this has dragged out. It's the longest human sex trafficking um, racket that's ever gone on in this country. And it keeps getting dragged out because he has blackmail information on all of them. He's got them all. Well, filmed. and the judge very conveniently died uh, in the middle of yeah, the proceedings yeah. this time. I know it. Right? I know it. And nothing. And so those records have not been released yet either. But of course, not. it is positive. The latest news that that those prosecutors now want to talk to the victims and considering whether to overturn that that um, agreement. Yeah, I don't understand I sh- that. Why? That seems unreasonable to me. They should just do it. Well, right. Why do right, they need but, to talk to the I, victim? Well, I suppose. Well, because when they gave that agreement, they didn't talk to the victims. They didn't. They didn't tell them about anything. You know. So and that's think, all they need all they to wanted, know. 
that makes yeah. it illegal on its face. They don't. Didn't, there's nothing. The girls can tell them that that's the evidence. They weren't. They never spoke to them. And now they'll talk to them and say, oh, yeah, we spoke with them, so now it's legal. That's probably the only reason why. I bet the prosecutors are, you know, going to help facilitate a nice, tidy ending to this series of um, hearings, too. I mean, the guy, and, and the other thing about Jeffrey Epstein I think that's important not to miss is his connection to Israel. I, we are, again, our government is dominated by Israeli interests. We have dozens and dozens of U.S. congressmen and women who are dual Israeli citizens. They have no business serving in Congress. I don't care if they're a dual Israeli, dual Canadian citizen. You don't have any business representing the American people in elected office. And then we have John Bolton, who is a dual Israeli citizen, in the White House cabinet directing foreign policy that is perfectly mirrors what Israel wants. And this is a guy who has stood up with a Mossad logo behind him. He is, by all likelihood, a Mossad agent who has infiltrated the White House. I, that is, I mean, that's what we see happening here. Oh, I know it, Trish. I know it. We're in a sad state, Trish. <laughs> we are. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Trish, for coming on. Well, and be back next week, people, right? Older, piece in pieces, bloody 